From Schwartz Media, I'm Beth Atkinson-Quinton. This is 7am. This week, Prime Minister Scott Morrison announced a new COVID-19 financial support package for Sydney-siders currently in lockdown. The new measures were welcomed as a necessary response to help those impacted by a loss of work and business. But the announcement was met with frustration from other states, particularly Victoria, who had been asking for help during their own lockdowns. Today, contributing editor of The Monthly, Rachel Withers, on why it took an outbreak in his own backyard for Scott Morrison to act. Rachel, last year when the country went into its first national lockdown, the federal government announced a range of income support measures. Can you tell me about them? Yeah, so when the country first went into lockdown together in March 2020, the federal government really ramped up economic support. Today I announce that we are committing $130 billion over the next six months to support the jobs and livelihoods of what we anticipate of being almost 6 million Australians. They introduced something called JobKeeper, uh, the wage support program which helped keep people connected to their jobs. Today we are introducing a $1,500 per fortnight JobKeeper payment to keep Australians in their jobs even when the work may dry up. And they also increased income support for those who are unemployed, which became JobSeeker. The measures will double income support for those on JobSeeker. They made childcare free. And it's important that all those parents who have children, that they get access to the childcare and that those facilities will be there. And there was also a range of economic measures for businesses, totaling close to $300 billion. Um, And it was aimed at keeping the wheels turning on the economy while everyone was locked down. We'll be supercharging our safety net to preserve the businesses that comprise our economy so on the other side they can bounce back strongly. That help was really vital and really helped us get through the pandemic and keep people's heads above water while we were locked down and also while we were in our recovery phase. But it didn't take long for that tap to be turned off. Okay, so what happened then, Rachel? Why did the government stop these economic policies? So in March this year, the government's position was basically that we'd gotten through the pandemic and it wasn't needed anymore. Uh, The reality is the JobKeeper payment was always meant to be a temporary one. The unemployment numbers were looking okay. Australia had done really well uh, and they were keen to stop spending so much money. And in particular, Morrison was very clear that JobKeeper had to come to an end. Now, I think Australians understand that running, say, JobKeeper at $11 billion a month is not something that's sustainable. These are much elevated... The unions uh, were particularly angry about it being cut off. They'd fought really hard for it. And as they could see, and as most of us could see, the pandemic was not really over. But the federal government was keen to demonstrate that we were in a new and different phase of the pandemic and that the measures weren't needed anymore. But I think there was another motive beyond the desire to save money, and it was a political one. Okay, so tell me, what was this other motive? So Morrison didn't want states to have any kind of incentive to lock down. He was desperate for Australia and the economy to open back up. Uh, He thought that some states were too quick to lock down, 
and he didn't want to make it easy to go into lockdown. When Victoria went into its fourth lockdown about a month ago, Victoria was calling for some help and there were sort of comments coming from the federal government that implied they didn't want to incentivise lockdown and that by helping, it made lockdown too easy for states to go into, which is a ridiculous position because states don't go into lockdown because they want to or because there's federal money on offer. The decision to lockdown isn't one decided by economics, it's one decided by epidemiology and by the health advice. And sometimes states will go into lockdown, whether there's help there or not. And all refusing to help them does is make it more painful and difficult for the people on the ground. Right. So what you're saying is that the federal government approach at this stage was essentially to prioritise the budget bottom line over a good health outcome. So what happens then when states need to go into lockdown without that support from the federal government? Well, we've seen it a couple of times this year uh, with a a few different states going into snap lockdowns. And basically people who lose work or people who can't go to work, they just go without. That's what we saw with Victoria. They went into this snap lockdown without support and it it was quite a struggle for workers and businesses. And it was only when it got to that second week when this snap lockdown hadn't worked quickly that the state government managed to really finally shame the government into helping them. So eventually the federal government did introduce an income support package of $500 payments for workers who'd lost more than 20 hours of work a week and uh, slightly less for those who'd lost less. But that came with a bunch of restrictions. Workers weren't eligible if they had more than $10,000 in liquid assets, meaning that people were expected to drain their savings before they could get federal help. And the whole thing left a pretty sour taste in the Victorian government's mouth. They had to push really hard for any kind of help at all. And then when it came, it came with a lot of restrictions and limitations. And those tensions got even worse this week when the federal government came forward with an even more comprehensive package for New South Wales to support them in their now extended lockdown. And that's led to allegations of political favouritism from the Victorian government. We'll be back in a moment. As a a 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day, summarising each of their key points. Sign up today at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. As a a 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day, summarising each of their key points with links to full articles from a range of sources. Get the news you need to your inbox every weekday morning with Post. Sign up at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. Rachel, what did the federal government announce this week in terms of support to New South Wales during that lockdown? Good afternoon, everyone, and a particular welcome to to the Premier and the Treasurer of New South Wales. This has been a a period of great cooperation between the Commonwealth and the state government. So at a press conference with the New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian, Scott Morrison announced a new COVID-19 support package. We've worked together over the course 
of these last few days to ensure that we can put in place an upgraded response for both individual and business support in the course of this lockdown as it goes into a protected phase. It was going to offer up additional help for individuals, businesses and mental health services in what he called a upgraded set of arrangements for when lockdowns enter a more protracted period. The New South Wales outbreak has proved to be more severe, uh, more dangerous, and it's in the national interest that we now put in place an upgraded set of arrangements for cooperation with the states and territories. So there'll be cash payments now for businesses of up to $10,000 per week, uh, and that's going to be split between the state and federal government. What we have decided to do to go forward into week four is that those payments will be increased to $600 for those who um, have lost more than 20 hours. But I think the one that really uh, got a lot of attention was the fact that those COVID-19 disaster payments that the Victorian government had to fight really hard for uh, were now going to be upped from $500 to $600 a week for those who lost more than 20 hours. So to summarise again, additional support for individuals, additional support for businesses through a new shared program between the Commonwealth and the state government and additional support to help people with their mental health as they go through uh, this pandemic lockdown. I'll hand you over to the Premier. Right. So it sounds like it goes a lot further than the support previously offered in the case of Victoria. Has Morrison acknowledged that? Yes and no. So from the very first time he made a change, he was already pushing back against the idea that this was unequal treatment, pointing out that this extra help only kicks in from week three uh, and, you know, Victoria didn't make it to week three. So he he's right in, in claiming that the actual help received is the same, but people can see that that help wasn't coming for Victoria if it reached week three. He's insisted that the rules are changing not because it's Sydney that's locked down, but because circumstances warrant it. He said that COVID will set the rules when it's actually him that's setting the rules. Mm. So how has the Victorian government responded to this situation, Rachel? I imagine that they haven't taken it very well. No, they haven't. A political war of words. Victoria accusing the Commonwealth of favouring New South Wales. It's gone from gold standard to gold-plated support. They sort of sat quietly when changes were made to the week three payments, but with these uh, week four changes, they've really gone off. They released a statement just an hour afterwards, slamming the move as a disgrace and pointing out the double standards, you know, with Victoria having had to beg for a very insubstantial package and seeing the federal government now up it for the New South Wales government. It's left them, uh, in the words of Shadow Treasurer Jim Chalmers, pretty filthy. Victorians have got every right to be unhappy and angry uh, that the uh, Prime Minister and Treasurer are doing more for Sydney than they did for Melbourne uh, not that long ago. And the federal government has hit right back at them. The Treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, has accused the Victorian government of being petulant and whinging. The Andrews government says that, quote, if you'd bothered to think about this and work with Victoria, you would have already had a practical framework in place when Sydney went into lockdown. Well, the Victorian government, unfortunately, is being petulant, childish and playing politics here because the facts tell a very clear story. Mm. And, Rachel, what do you think about this? Do you think it's reasonable for New South Wales to get more support because their outbreak is more severe 
Or is it a case of a federal coalition government favouring a state coalition government? I think it is important to acknowledge that there are double standards here, that the rules have changed suddenly uh, and it didn't look like they were going to change Victoria. And it's ridiculous for the government to try to pretend that, you know, something hasn't gone on here. But it is also important to note that circumstances really have changed in New South Wales. They're facing potentially a, a very long lockdown and they really do need the support. The changes are warranted, but the thing is that proper support should have been there in the first place for everyone. I don't think the changes were made because the federal government cares more about New South Wales or because it's run by a coalition government like them or even because Scott Morrison is from Sydney. It's because the help is now really urgently needed because the help wasn't there before. And it's not that the federal government didn't want to help Victorians. They didn't want to help anyone. And now circumstances have changed so badly that it's clear to everyone that a lockdown is needed and it's not about incentivising them. It's that when one comes along, you have to have it and the federal government needs to help. Rachel, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Beth. With award-winning news coverage and reviews, The Saturday Paper is essential reading for everybody. For a limited time, subscribe to a year of our quality, independent journalism, and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. The Saturday Paper. No hot takes. Also in the news today... The Victorian Premier, Daniel Andrews, announced a five-day lockdown for the entire state on Thursday afternoon, after the number of cases of COVID-19 in the community reached 18. The hard lockdown took effect from midnight Thursday and will be in place until midnight Tuesday next week. And Prime Minister Scott Morrison has foreshadowed that National Cabinet will discuss further changes to economic support measures to assist workers and businesses in locked-down states. 7am is a daily show from The Monthly and The Saturday Paper. It's produced by Al Marsh, Anu Hasbold, Michelle Macklem, Cinnamon Nippard, Cara Jensen-McKinnon and Alex Gow. Our senior producer is Ruby Schwartz and our technical producer is Atticus Basto. Brian Compo mixes the show. Our editor is Osman Faruqi. Eric Jensen is our editor-in-chief. Our theme music is by Ned Beckley and Josh Hogan of Envelope Audio. New episodes of 7am are released every weekday morning. Follow on your favourite podcast app to make sure you don't miss out. I'm Beth Atkinson-Quinton. See you next week.